Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. To buy out or not to buy out? That is the question, and that is also the stupidest intro I could have ever did because I hate Shakespeare. I remember learning Shakespeare back in high school and sitting there thinking, why the hell am I learning this? This is not even English. I mean, it might be like the OG English, but that's irrelevant. We, we ain't talk like that no more. It was stupid. I didn't understand it. The only reason I guess I did like Shakespeare is whenever we watched the original Romeo and Juliet. I mean, y'all know Juliet was kind of bad. I ain't gonna lie to you. But anyways, welcome back to the Believe in Miami Heat podcast brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. And to be honest with you, I've been dreading making this podcast. This is going to be a buyout-related podcast. By the way, we are recording the video version again today. So if you're listening on the audio side, y'all can also check out the YouTube version on my channel, at Anthony DiNardo. Just search that. It'll go ahead and, and come on up. And if you're watching the video version, we're on all the podcast platforms too, Apple, Spotify, uh, so y'all can check it out. It will all be in the description as well. But it's a buyout episode. Dreading making it because, quite frankly, I find it very boring. <laughs> The buyout market essentially is scraps. You're basically picking up all the scraps that all these other teams did not want. And usually it doesn't really work out. Sometimes you find a guy where if you're a championship team, the buyout guy could be that last piece. Kind of like when he added Joe Johnson back in, what was that, 16 or 17? No, Mighty probably was even 15, to be honest. Uh, Joe Johnson, he had a good regular season, kind of flamed out in the playoffs, but he was fine. Obviously, it wasn't enough to put them over the edge or anything like that. But I was dreading making this video. I think it's boring. We've already talked about the same seven guys so many times. Uh, that's kind of all Twitter's been talking about since we did nothing at the trade deadline. And this is kind of the only thing left to not even save our season, but just make it interesting. But I had to pull out the camera and the microphone because 30 minutes ago, Sham Sharania tweeted out, the Miami Heat has merged, uh, have emerged as leaders to sign five-time All-Star Kevin Love after he completes a buyout. The buyout's not yet done, so hopefully uh, they don't back out on that, and he does decide he wants to buy out. Uh, and then he basically says, interested teams believe Miami's ability to offer a defined role and playoff positioning are leading factors. And also now I see that idiot Bill Simmons quote-tweeted uh, quote that and said, if this happens, it's an idiotic move by Cleveland. Uh, he knows love fell off for the, the Cavs, but uh, he could see Miami quickly turning him into a 50-40-80 guy. Why, why risk going against that in the playoffs? Bill Simmons, you're an idiot. You don't know basketball. You wrote a book of basketball, and you don't know the game. You are a Boston Celtics D-rider. I think, I think I'm, a, I'm allowed to say that. They haven't told me no rules on here. You are a Boston Celtics homer. That's all you ever care about. I remember you crying back. 10 years ago, oh, Paul Pierce better than Dwayne Wade, the Miami Heat cheaters, flop, flop. Man, shut up. You don't know the game of basketball, Bill Simmons. He is easily one of the most annoying people uh, in this basketball media realm. He's terrible. I'm sure Celtics fans love him, but being that I hate the Celtics, I find him quite awful, to be honest. But Kevin Love is a guy that actually, the last time we discussed buyouts, I did not talk about him because there was a rumor saying that he was not going to accept the buyout. Obviously, things have changed. And if he was, like back, we, we discussed, you know, the list of like 10 guys. Uh, and I gave my opinion of the top top guys I want. If he was on that list at that time, I would have picked Kevin Love number one. Now, we all understand Kevin Love isn't what he used to be. 
Uh, I got his numbers up right here. He's currently shooting 35% from three, which is a little down from his career average of 37%. But I kind of hope that 35% from three is just a part of the situation of he's in a very small role. Uh, and maybe it's a little hard for him to get his rhythm. So hopefully if he was to come to Miami and get a big role, his numbers will go back up a little bit. But Because he's only playing 20 minutes a night with Cleveland, uh, and he's putting up 8.5 points, but still 7 rebounds. Uh, so 7 rebounds in 20 minutes a night is actually still quite impressive uh, and still shows that he is still one of the better rebounders in the league, which is exactly what Miami needs. At that four spot, something in my opinion that the Miami Heat need is rebounding and shooting. Of course, Caleb Martin has played that spot all year, and he's honestly done as good a job as anyone could have expected for a 6'4 guy who is not a power forward. He's been fine. He's just playing out of position. Ideally, I would also like a guy at the four spot that is a very good switchable defender, which Kevin Love is, is obviously not. Uh, people, I've heard people say it's a effort thing with Love. I hope that maybe if he comes to Miami, they can kind of instill some of that culture in him. I know, I know people hate when, when they just say, oh, culture is going to fix everything. I don't know. I understand Love's an older guy. He already won a championship. So it's quite possible he will be just a, a bad defender for the rest of his career. But the Heat have other guys in the starting lineup like Jimmy and Bam that can make up for that. I think putting a guy in Love that at the very least could stretch the floor and rebound, I think that would be a decent improvement for the Heat. I was going to say major improvement, but you're in the buyout market. Like I said, it's scraps. There is no major improvement that's out there to be had. Now, the idea of Kevin Love or someone like prime Kevin Love would be phenomenal next to Bam. He would quite literally be the perfect power forward next to Bam. Because he is 6'8", so he got a little bit of size, and obviously he was one of the best rebounders in the game and a phenomenal shooter. That's exactly what you want next to Bam. So if Kevin Love can provide some small sliver or fraction of that, I think it's an improvement for the Heat. What that means for them, I honestly have, have no idea, but... There was uh there was some rumors or not some rumors people were talking about uh Kevin Love went went at Jimmy a couple years ago when Jimmy was doing the 3 a.m. workouts and Kevin Love basically said that just for show people wondering if Love would want to sign with Miami because he's got beef with Jimmy I don't think so I I think that's irrelevant and quite frankly I agree with Kevin Love I think the 3 a.m. workouts are just for show because let me let me talk about that with Jimmy real quick Jimmy if you going if you waking up at 3 a.m. to work out. But then you're going to bed at 7 p.m. Because that's what you were saying. You were saying, you know, you, you don't stay out late. Are you really getting more work than anybody else? You're, you're not. You're just waking up early and going to bed earlier. You're still putting in the same amount of work as everyone else. You're just doing it at a weird time, which I always did kind of find to be just for show. But anyways, obviously, I'm not, I'm not hating on Jimmy for that. It is what it is. And I certainly don't think there's any sort of beef between uh, Kevin Love and Jimmy. Because uh, a lot of people were wondering, basically, why Kevin Love would sign here. Uh, some additional information I found out is his agent is Jeff Schwartz, who is also the agent of Victor Oladipo and Tyler Hero. So I'm assuming the Heat front office have some sort of relationship with that agent. Might make it easier to maybe negotiate a deal. But also, another interesting tidbit, Jeff Schwartz is also the agent of Russell Westbrook. Of course, Westbrook is another guy that a lot of Heat fans, including myself, want on this team. That being said, I think we all agree he would be a terrible basketball fit. Uh, the sole reason I would want Westbrook on this team is to make it interesting. It would turn a very, very boring, monotonous team into something interesting, slightly interesting, something to watch. Whether it's just because it's something different and you finally got a new player in here for the first time in two years, or just because it's Russell Westbrook and he's just a, a genuinely entertaining guy. Now, I got his stats up here too. 
he is shooting worse <laughs> from three than I thought. I thought he'd be in the low 30s. Now, he's at 29%. Um, he'd be at 30 if you round up, which is right at his career average. The problem with me, though, is he's shooting almost five threes a game this year. I, I love Westbrook. In his prime, I was a huge defender of Westbrook. I was even out there saying he was better than Steph Curry at points, which maybe he was at one point, but obviously now that, that's, not, that's not true. My biggest issue with Westbrook now, and it's the reason it's been very hard to defend him since his L.A. tenure, is he's not the guy anymore. And I don't think he realizes that. I said a lot of similar things with Carmelo Anthony when he was kind of out of the league. Uh, Carmelo wanted a starting role, and he was not a starting player anymore. He kind of refused to take a back seat like we saw Dwayne Wade do. Dwayne Wade decided to come off the bench and had another couple really successful careers in Miami. Uh, well, the team obviously wasn't great, but he played relatively well in that role. Russell Westbrook still obviously wanted to be a starter in L.A. He obviously moved to the bench role when they sucked. I believe it was reluctantly because... We know things started to flame out there between him and the coaching staff and the front office. I think it's because he really did not want to come off the bench, uh, and I, I think he refused to. I think he still wants to be a starter in this league. I saw in games with the Lakers this year, in the fourth quarter, LeBron could be hot, someone else could be hot, and Westbrook is out there jacking up threes. Same thing he did in OKC. When you got Durant on your team, you let Durant take over in the fourth quarter. When you got LeBron on your team, same thing. Especially being Westbrook, if you wanted to take over late, stop jacking up terrible threes. You're not a good three-point shooter. Try to get to the mid-range, try to get to the rim, something like that. So it was a lot of that IQ that that really made me hard to defend Westbrook over this last year. Now, you might see a lot of those same problems in Miami because I don't know if Westbrook would start. I certainly think Kyle Lowry's going to miss a lot more time, if not the rest of the season, because it's starting to look like less of an injury being the reason Lowry's out and more of just a personal thing. Uh, it's pretty clear that he tried to move him but could not. Uh, and it doesn't seem like Lowry's all that happy here. So I could certainly see them sitting him out the rest of the year. So now if you add Westbrook, that either means that you're starting Gabe Vincent, I suppose Oladipo, or Westbrook. I would start Westbrook in that spot just because I still think he's a better player than Gabe Vincent. I understand the fit is terrible, but it's not like they were great with uh, with Gabe Vincent in the starting line to be there. They were fine. Certainly better than when Lowry was starting. But at the end of the day, this team needs a switch. This team needs something, some sort of a mix-up. They need to change something. And if that means starting Westbrook and or Kevin Love, that would obviously be a major change. You're changing two-fifths of the, the starting lineup. Uh, that's something I would like to see just because if for any other reason, then why not? You know, no, no pun intended with Westbrook and his slogan, why not? Why not try it out, you know? Uh, of course, there is the and, – and I was wondering too, uh, just more on Westbrook, why he would come to the Heat. We obviously know there's other suitors out there like the Chicago Bulls. He has a good relationship with uh with Billy Donovan from OKC. We have uh we heard the Clippers, obviously. He's from LA. He played for the Lakers, so he would not have to move as far as geographically. We heard the Wizards, which I guess he played for the Wizards. I don't know why he'd want to go back. Maybe to get his, his value up, because he's a free agent. So maybe he'd get a lot of, a, a bigger role on the Wizards. And maybe he still likes those guys over there. And then we heard the Heat. I wasn't sure exactly why he joined the Heat. I mean, maybe the role would be there, but again, that that would uh, that's still remaining to be seen. But now, if you do get Kevin Love, uh, it is obviously reported that they do have a close friendship, Love and Westbrook. Obviously, they played together at UCLA. I don't like to assume that means that they're friends, uh, but that's why I did some more research looking into it, and I've heard other people say that that are in the know that him and Love do have a good friendship. 
so they might so that might be another benefit if the Heat are able to uh, acquire love. Maybe Westbrook looks at us as a more appealing destination and wants to come here as well. Because by the way, Westbrook has not been bought out yet either. So we're still kind of waiting for for that to happen. So those are basically the two guys that I would like. I think if you get Westbrook, if you get love, I still think this team is a first, maybe second round out. But it makes it interesting, gives you something to watch the rest of the year, and you won't, uh, it's not going to really impact you going forward. Those guys will be free agents, obviously. Uh, I mean, some of the other guys I like in the bio market are already gone. Reggie Jackson went to, uh, went to Denver. That is a great pickup. Terrence Ross went to the Suns. Another great pickup. I loved him just because we've seen him kill the heat, of course. I would have loved him here. Uh, and for some reason, the Philadelphia 76ers picked up Dwayne Dedman. Who in their, who is in their scouting department? And are they of in the right mind at all? Because how can you watch Dwayne Dedman play a single minute this year and think, yes, that guy can be a positive pickup for our team. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how these teams can possibly see this and pick up these guys. It reminds me of when the Dolphins fired Adam Gase, and right away, the New York Jets picked him up to be a head coach. How could you watch Adam Gase for two seconds and say, I want this guy to be a part of my team? That's why the Jets are a trash organization. That's why the 76ers are a trash organization, and they'll never win. They'll never win anything. Uh... Some other names that are still out there on the buyout market, whether they were bought out yet or need to be. We've heard Pat Bev. Uh, he's basically another Gabe Vincent. Probably not as good at this point, but I think he'd be fine, I suppose. Uh, Abaka, another guy we've heard a lot. He was the guy I wanted before Kevin Love was, was rumored to be bought out. Just because, similar with Love, the idea of Ibaka and or prime Ibaka would be perfect next to Bam. Great interior shot blocking, something the Heat don't have, and a guy that uh, can stretch the floor a little bit. Obviously not as good as Love, but he's a guy that will still take a few threes a game, which is the main thing you want next to Bam, all right? Not that Caleb Martin is a bad shooter. I think Caleb Martin has certainly been you know, above average shooting this year and last year compared to what people expect. He obviously fixed his form in the offseason. Uh, it looks a lot more smooth, but you obviously have a whole other uh, a whole lot of other problems with Caleb Martin as far as size that I don't think outweigh the benefit of his shooting. So Ibaka would have been perfect. My biggest concern with him is he wasn't playing for a reason. I also think he would have been perfect on the Milwaukee Bucks, but he was almost never playing. So that, to me, kind of tells me that he's probably nowhere close to as good as how he used to be. I understand you're not going to get prime Ibaka, but the fact that he wasn't even playing tells me he probably dropped off too far to be any sort of a significant player. But... If they don't get Kevin Love, I suppose I still kick the tires on Ibaka because maybe he could stretch the floor uh, and play some solid interior defense. Another guy out there, Nerlens Noel. Same reasons as Ibaka. Uh, obviously, Noel was a high draft pick, so he certainly had a lot of talent at one point, but never really panned out in the league. But he had an OK stint with like OKC and Denver. Similar to Ibaka, not the floor spacer, but can provide some interior presence and size, something that he don't have. Then a couple other point guards out there. I've heard John Wall and Derrick Rose. Again, similar guys, not great shooter guys, uh, uh, guys that were once good players. Obviously, John Wall is not as, as good as Derrick Rose. I understand the, the difference there, but they'd be another guy that could just play guard for this team because without Lowry, with Duncan sucking, your, your, your guard with Tyler always getting hurt, your guard rotation is, is not great. But you got the same problems with those guys that you do Westbrook. They're not great shooting. They're not great shooters. And this team is so bad at shooting. That's the difference between last year's Heat team and this year's Heat team. 
we saw Jimmy Butler coast for games last year, not try certain games, and I looked at it as con- uh, conserving his body for the playoffs, which is the right move. They- and they were making so many shots from all the other guys, Struess and Gabe and those guys, they were able to-, to be successful going into the playoffs. This year, Jimmy's doing the same thing. He's been fine when he's played. He has these games where he looks like he doesn't try, which I get it again. He's saving his body for the playoffs, but they are in the play-in as we speak. They're the seventh seed when they lost to the Brooklyn Nets, the Knicks won, and obviously the Nets won, so the Heat fell all the way to seven. They're too close to that play-in game. I'd really like to start seeing Jimmy try every game because he doesn't have the luxury of coasting like he did last year, but that's a complete another point. We talked about it before. <laughs> that's not the point of this episode. The point of the episode was shooting. You also now have Victor Oladipo with a bigger role this year than last year because he obviously didn't play most of last year, and he can't shoot. So when you got Depo, you got Jimmy, you got Bam, three guys that are not shooting threes, where are you going to put a Westbrook? Where are you going to put a John Wall? Where are you going to put a Derrick Rose? If you start Westbrook, he's playing with Jimmy and Bam, that's terrible spacing. If you put him off the bench, he's coming with Oladipo, that's terrible spacing. And it's not even like you can fix that with guys like Duncan Robinson or Max Truce because they're not hitting shots either. Duncan Robinson finally came back versus the, the Nets. He shot two of seven from three. One of them was an air ball, so I don't even know if it counts. It might have been a pass. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. Uh, there's some, some more impact of the other Robinson. I like to call the good Robinson, Orlando. He uh, has obviously been a fine backup big this year. Uh, a lot of this buyout stuff relates to him as well because the Heat have two open roster spots. I could have easily seen them just pick up one guy from the buyout market and using that second spot to convert Orlando Robinson to a full standard deal uh, because he only has a limited number of games left this regular season. But even Orlando Robinson has kind of slowed down uh, from how he started. Uh, and I, I think at this point, Kevin Love is probably a better player than Orlando Robinson. So I think Orlando Robinson will finish out the two-way deal uh, and maybe they'll work out something in the offseason to get him back on a cheap deal, similar to how they did Hayward Highsmith, which was another stupid move because he sucks too. Anyways, another reason Orlando Robinson probably won't get that last guaranteed spot is you will have Omer Yurtsman back at some point, hopefully soon after the All-Star break. Uh, Omer Yurtsman, he provides size and rebounding for sure. Everything else kind of sucks at the moment. Uh, obviously, he spaced a lot in the summer league, but he didn't show that last year. If he can space, that might be fine. Uh, I've heard guys, uh, I, I forget if it was like Will Manso or, or Jason Jackson. I think it was Jason Jackson, actually. Uh, he said that he thought the Heat were actually, their plan was to start Omar Yurtsevin next to Bam. Uh, and we did see that in the preseason, that, which is obviously where Spo wants to practice his rotations. So I believe him. Problem is, obviously, Omer got the ankle sprain, and then we never really got to see it. So I think they do look for Omer to have a bigger role in this team. Uh, maybe his return impacts who they go after in the buyout market, too. If they can't get Kevin Love, maybe they don't want a Nerlens Noel because you do have Omer coming back. Uh, obviously, Omer's defense is terrible, and we're waiting to see if he can stretch the floor. But he provides size, and he provides rebounding. Similar things that I'm kind of looking to with Kevin Love. Uh, obviously, I think Kevin Love's a better player at this point. So I, I actually really do hope hope that they get him. But somehow I've managed to talk for 19 minutes about the very boring buyout market. Uh, hopefully the Heat do something. I mean, if you get Westbrook in Love, you're looking at a starting lineup of Westbrook, Hero, Jimmy Love, and Bam. I mean, that's fun, right? <laughs> at least on paper until it gets on the court. Uh, and it's probably a complete miserable failure. But hey... It'll give us something to talk about. We got the All-Star uh, Saturday night festivities tonight. 
uh, that celebrity game was kind of lit last night where, where Miz hit that half-court shot. I wish they would have counted. Uh, but anyways, we'll be watching tonight. I don't know why Tyler Hero's in a three-point contest. Uh, I expect him to do terrible. He won't come in last place, but that's only because Julius Randle is somehow, <laughs> somehow in the contest as well. But I do want to have uh, an all-star episode up maybe within the next week. I have an idea where I kind of want to predict who the all-stars will be in five years. Uh, so that might just be kind of like a fun, different pod we do while he got this nice nine-day or so break uh, until we get some more stuff to talk about here as well. But we'll see what happens. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoyed the video, leave a like. If you didn't enjoy the video, dislike. I don't care what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> uh, and if you're listening on the, the podcast side as well, give it five stars, whatever you feel. I just appreciate y'all tuning in. If you got to this point of the episode and did, didn't like, that's kind of crazy though. So I'm going to assume you did like, but feel free to tweet me on Twitter too, at AnthonyD underscore Heat, and share your thoughts with me as well. Tell me who you want in the buyout market. But other than that, I'll see y'all next time. Pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off, yeah, I need a headspace. You know this Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.